Welcome to Tip of the Spear, powered by U Mortgage. This podcast is all about uncovering the truth behind VA loans for our nation's military service members and for veterans by VA loan experts themselves. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, the Senior Learning Specialist here at U Mortgage and a veteran myself, having served six years with the U.S. Army. Join me every Wednesday and Saturday to learn from mortgage loan originators who specialize in veteran loans about how you can maximize your military benefits and make your dreams of home ownership become a reality. I'm your host, Dave Higgins, here again today with Mike Alberico from Raleigh, North Carolina, who's going to talk with me a little bit about some of the options veterans have when you're trying to refinance your house using a VA mortgage loan. Thanks for having me again. It's great to be back. Awesome, Mike. Yeah, great, great to have you here again. Really appreciate you you joining us again to learn a little bit about the refinance side because most of the stuff that we've talked about so far in the, the VA world and kind of learning the ins and outs of this stuff has been really kind of focused on that purchase side. So I'm really interested to dive into this because that's just one of the different, I guess, transaction types that go along with getting a mortgage, right? You have your purchase and then you have what some folks call a rate and term and you have what's called a cash out. But I know in the VA world, it's a little bit differently, right? So can you kind of walk us through there? There's a couple different refinance options with VA stuff. Walk us through that. Do you mind? Yeah. The traditional um, rate term, as you would call it in conventional, is called a streamline with VA, but it's properly called an EARL, I-R-R-R-L, interest rate refinance reduction loan. So we just call it an EARL. Is that three R's? Did I hear that there? It three is three. Of those suckers? A lot of people, three when months. they Google it, will do two R's. Now, a lot of loan officers so, will put two R's in it for the first few years because nobody thinks of doing three. Maybe that's a good that's a good uh, vet process for your LO if you're uh, yeah. <laughs> watching over their shoulder. It's like if they type I R R L, like ooh, you don't know what you're doing. You got to get out. We're going to go into another LO officer. So three R's <laughs> I triple R L. Okay, cool. Got you. Got you. Yeah, and basically it is just designed to get the veteran a better rate and term. Um, there's no appraisal done. There's the only income checks are you have to still be employed, but you leave the income section blank. Um, and it has to be refinancing an existing VA loan. And there has to be a benefit to the veteran. And I'm not going to quote the actual guidelines that the VA has because that's the loan officer's job to know the guidelines. We're here to help the veteran. So just because something checks off the boxes per the VA's rules doesn't mean it's necessarily the best option for the veteran. You know, there's there was a thing back in the day called churning where one of the benefits of the Earl that you could do it was go from an adjustable to fixed. Didn't matter what the rate was, you went adjustable to fixed or fixed to adjustable if the rate was a certain percentage lower. And there were companies out there that would literally just churn veterans to the point where the VA changed the rules where you have to wait 210 days and six payments between doing VA refinances. Reason I bring that up is that's why you want to work with a trusted loan professional. Who cares what the VA says? I mean, obviously you got to meet those guidelines, but you want to make sure that this is truly a benefit. You know, you want to look at the recoup time. How long are you going to be in the property? I mean, you might be able to knock down a half a point, but if you roll in some closing costs, because you can do that and it takes 36 months to recoup it, 
but you know you're going to be PCS in 24 months and you don't want right. to keep that house, did you just lose money there? So that's why I say work with the trusted professional because what the guidelines say and what's beneficial to that serviceman or woman are completely different. So, so back up real quick for me. You mentioned something about like there were old rules. I'm glad to hear that this isn't true anymore, but there were rules where you could go from fixed to adjustable. Are you talking about those adjustable, what do they call them? Adjustable rate mortgages, arms, right? And that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, it wasn't like the crazy no doc 228 arms, but VA does have like a five year, five one adjustable arm where it's fixed for five years and can nice. adjust after that. They're actually, from what I'm seeing with our investors, um, it's not a whole lot difference between those. You might start to see a little bit of difference as to rates tend to um, tick up, but you know, from like 2020 to 2021 or even so on, VA rates were in the threes, high twos, so mm. ARM wasn't competitive. But yeah, you used to be able to, that was the benefit. You just, there was a more broad benefit to the lender or excuse me, to the veteran. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, one of the reasons I'm a veteran advocate is because they're easy loans. And that means it's easy to take advantage of the veteran. And luckily, the VA stepped in and put a stop to that by changing the rules. That's good. No, I'm, I'm really, really glad to hear that. Yeah. So no more, no more of that, which is which is very good to hear for sure. So I did, want to, I did want to back up, though, to something else that you said. So you said there's no – I heard you say no income on, on when you do an, an I-triple-R-L. Did I hear that right? Yeah, you can just call it an Earl. But, yeah, there's – Earl, right. No Earl, income. that's right. Thank you. It has to be paid on time. Um, okay. There's, there's going to be different overlays. Most of the time, you got, I think, 12 months on-time payments. But there can be different rules from lender to lender. And if the payment's going down, that's basically the qualification that – the borrower, in this case, the veteran or spouse, made all their payments on time for the last X amount of months. Hmm. And if we're lowering the payment, it shouldn't adversely impact them because you're lowering their debts. So that's how they look at that. And um, yeah, essentially, you don't even have to look at the rest of the credit report. You just pull a score and a mortgage history. So that's why... Uh, they're desirable loans for professionals because they are easy as long as it is a benefit to the veteran and the funding uh -huh. fees less. We talked about funding fees on other episodes, but it's only uh, a half a percent or 0.5 unless you're exempt from the funding fee. So that that's lower as well, which can help save money. That's really cool. Yeah. So there's just when you do one of these, these URLs, you have fewer documents you have to gather from the veterans. So they just go through really quickly is what it sounds like. Yeah. Essentially, you know, when it's down incorrectly, it shouldn't be more than a two week process from start to finish. I mean, when people were busy with a lot of them, you know, it might take 30 days, but still a fairly quick process because essentially you would just need a um, copy of the mortgage statement, you know, your insurance contact closing attorney, if you're in an attorney state, but basically ID, bank statements, and mortgage statement is all you would need on top wow. from like basically the veteran. You know, the loan officer has work to do behind the scenes with VA right. by pulling case numbers and stuff, aka their job. But the vet, it's very minimal. I mean, maybe That's a DD 214, awesome. depending on if we can't get an automated certificate. But right. if you have an active VA loan, which you need for an Earl, it should be automated when we go. Yeah, for portal. sure. That's what that's that's great to hear. So yeah, it could be just done as two in as few as two weeks, only because there's just fewer documents to grab, which is great. So 
All right, so that that Earl side, that is for folks that want to either you know, get a better interest rate or you mentioned the word term as well, right? What's a term? What's that mean? Uh, you, you can shorten the term. Like there's 30, 20, 15, even some lenders that ones that we work with will do what's called a flexible term where it's anywhere from eight year to 30 years to pay off the loan. And it's fully amateurized that way. It, it's a little more challenging to do a shorter term on the VA Earl because you have to make sure that the payment does work for the veteran. There's some behind the scenes math and everything with that. But the important thing is if you're reducing the term, you can't have any costs associated with it. It either has to be paid by lender credit. It can't be rolled into the loan amount like you can with just if you're going from 30 year to 30 year or you're three years into a 30 year and you're reset on a 30 year, which can still be a benefit depending on the rates. Like, you know, I, I've taken yeah. that's from five to 2.5 huge savings and it doesn't matter to reset on a 30 so you can change it there's just more um uh, rules in place that your loan officer should know whether it'll work or not if you want to shorten the term absolutely yeah and again it starts with googling the right i triple r l for sure make sure your officer knows what <laughs> they're talking about for sure all right all right that's that's good so just just make sure I'm, I'm understanding then so yeah that term is you know your typical mortgage term is 30 years that's what most people get you know 30 years Correct. that's all it's going to take for you to pay it back but you're saying you can do anywhere from eight to 30 that's really cool didn't know that uh eight to 30 number of years paying it back but it all ties back to if i understood what you said correctly it all ties back to is it a benefit for the veteran and if it's not a benefit they're not going to do the deal does that sound right to you 100 percent. that should be with any refinance for I sure mean, there's yeah. rules in place for every program but you know there's people out there that will do a refi just to get a loan i've turned plenty of people away including a veteran last um week where it wasn't a benefit he started business he wanted to pay off some debts associated with um starting that business he still had his primary job but i went and reviewed it i did his loan a couple years ago he has a 2.375 fixed rate to do a cash out which we're going to transition into next his rate went, would have went up two and a half points just because of the market now right. the benefit to the veteran underwriting guidelines would have been able to pull out 80 100 grand to pay off some of that debt I advised him that maybe you should look at a home equity line of credit instead because he already owed $380,000 on this home at 2.375. If you take that existing 380, redo it at a rate that's two and a half points higher, that's not really a benefit to him. And that's, like I said, why we're here. You got to work with the right professionals because you know, he probably could have called a call center that specializes or says they specialize in VA loans and <laughs> got sold on an increased cost that would have probably cost him more than if he just paid those debts off with their normal amortization. Right, right. Wow. Okay. Well, that's, well you, you mentioned the, the actually just a second ago, you mentioned the other type of refinance that, that you can do through the VA and that's a cash out. So, so tell us a little bit, what is a cash out? How does that work? So there's cash out um, options in any loan program except for USDA, like conventional FHA have more restrictive rules on what's called loan to value. So using round numbers, if the house is worth 800 or excuse me, $100,000 on a conventional loan, you can only cash out up to 80% of that. So the total uh, loan would be 80 grand loan to value. So with a VA loan, 
you can actually go up to 100% of the value of the home. Um, some lenders will cap you at 90. It is a little more expensive on rate because there's what's called uh, loan level price adjusters to go above that 90 mark. But with a VA loan, you can go up to 100%. Um, two important things to uh, keep in mind when you're doing that cash out, if you're not exempt from the funding fee on a VA cash out, that fee is 3.6% as of this date, May 16, 2022. That cannot be included above and beyond the value of the property. So if you want to do the 100% option, it has to be basically a 96 and some change right. loan plus right. your funding fee to get to that 100%. So that's one important thing to consider or to remember. Two, yeah. which is overlooked a lot, and it's not a common scenario, but I've ran into it a handful of times. Um, a lot of veterans will have the means to maybe pay cash for a home or they've had the home for a while and hustled and paid it off. You can't cash out on a home that's owned free and clear. Oh, it can be a really? HELOC with a balance for $200 on there or like a mechanics lien, like, you know, you got your HVAC installed and you got in, you did a payment plan with them. So they put a lien on the property and you could pay that off, but it cannot be free and clear. It is a one of the weird quirks with the VA cash out. Hmm. A lot of vets will come through like, hey, I got this house. It's 500 grand. I don't know anything on it. Let's pull out 450. Well, we got to get a lien first. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So that, that's actually a weird workaround. Is so I can actually go and get a, I can go get my HVAC, uh, you know, ripped out and reinstalled, and then like, oh, good, now we can do a VA loan with you. Yeah, just check with your loan <laughs> professional because you know yeah. they're going to have to advise you correctly because it has to be a recorded lien on the property. Like of course. You, can, you know, lots of vets will do it to pay off credit cards, car loans, whatever. But if there's nothing secured on the house, you can't do it. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yeah, so that, that cash out, right? That's the real benefit of that is, like you said, you can use it to you know pay off credit cards. You can use it to pay off you know other loans that you might have, or you can use it for stuff like as I've I've had friends that have done this before. They've used it to, um, like just do like renovations or remodel or something like that, right? Like the money's yours, right? You can kind of use it however you want, even in the VA world. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I've had um, veterans do it where um, they've had a lot of equity in the house and they've either pulled enough out to put as a down payment on a vacation home or even nice. on the size of the vacation home, pay cash. Cause I talk about, I use the term benefit a lot. VA rates tend to be lower than conventional. So, and your primary home is going to be more competitive than a vacation or investment property loan. So it was more of a benefit to them to do the cash out and either use that as down payment or pay cash for the next one. Um, it, it's just a matter of qualification because we have other episodes on the full qualification process of a VA purchase. It's essentially the same thing. You have to do a full loan app. We look at income, assets, appraisal. If you're in a state that requires a um, pest or wood destroying pest inspection, aka a termite inspection, that needs to be done. It's essentially, like I said, you're just buying the house but you already own it. So it's the same steps, completely opposite of the VA Earl. Very cool. Interesting. Interesting. All right. All right. And that brings me to my last question, just to make sure I understood it. So you mentioned during the Earl, when we were talking about the Earls, that I have to have a VA loan originally in order to do the Earl, right? 
Is that true Correct. on the cash out too? No, it, it can, oh. you can go from a conventional or FHA to a VA loan. And I always like to cite real world examples, say a veteran yeah, has already had um, utilized his entitlement because you can have the most I've ever seen is three VA loans. There's not a limit. It's all based off entitlement. You can check out the episode where we go deep dive into entitlement. Um, but this particular scenario, uh, the veteran did not want to go on a contingent offer, meaning he didn't want to have to sell his previous house before he could move. Uh, so what he did was get a conventional loan, moved in, got everything the way he wanted it. Six months later, he refied onto a VA loan because it was a better term and um, better interest rate. So it just worked out better because he sold the other property, restored his entitlement, then cashed out from conventional to VA. Really, really cool. That's yeah, like that's a one-off nice situation, but it yeah. can vary. You know, if you have to say you just get a construction loan, there is like a one-time close, but that's a whole different product. But a lot of times folks will just, you know, get a straight up construction loan. And if they don't do the one-time close option, they'll come back and refinance that onto a VA loan to use their VA benefit. Wow. Man. There's there's so many more options here than, than I ever thought imaginable with VA loans. I thought they were much stricter than this. This is really cool learning about all this stuff. So. Yeah. One other thing you can do with it is um, you can say you have a property that you don't want to completely pay off that was an investment property or a secondary home at one point you know you're retired now you had that beach property that you were using as an airbnb and occasionally went down with your family but you're gonna um, make that your new primary you can use your va cash out benefits since you're going to now occupy the property to maybe pull some cash out to invest or just get better rates on it so that that's an option as well you just have to one occupy the property and they may ask for proof that you're a, a resident a new resident down there like maybe an address change with the dmv or some utility bills mm -hmm. like your cell phone bills going there instead of a different address that you previously had so there, there's lots of options with it it's an earned wow. benefit that has lots of benefits I really appreciate all of the, the the real world scenarios. They're really, really helpful to just kind of understand that stuff. So thanks, Mike. I appreciate that. So, uh, well, Mike, thanks for joining me today. Great, great chat and, and learned a lot here. Where can my uh, our, our listeners and our, our watchers out there uh, find you on social media if they want to reach out and ask any questions? Just about any of the platforms. You can look up El Barico Mortgage Group and it'll have my NMLS built in there, 938749. And my cell is always the best because it's glued to me. It's the only number I have. It's 910-512-0009. As always, you know, if it's something that you need help with, I'm always willing to help. Even if I'm not licensed in your state, I can give you advice or even point you in the right direction of a professional. We are here to serve. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Love it. Love it when uh, people are willing to, to, you know, help out, even if they don't get any necessarily benefit out of it, right? You're just there to help out the vets. Love that, Mike. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Pay for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, all right, Mike, well, thanks for chatting with me again. And I'm really looking forward to chatting with you on another episode in the future of Tip of the Spirit. All right. Thanks so much.